I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great, something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. Uh, They come in many different forms, and and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together. And I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox. And I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past Rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Or make it easy, simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Use the tools that the rock stars are using to make more and more commissions every day. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a bunch of reviews I got to read over. I got a little behind on these. Thank you in advance to everybody that gives reviews. Please go on iTunes or Stitcher, give us a review and subscribe. The more subscribers that we get, higher our rankings and the easier it is to get top-notch guests. Uh, Some guests do not come on the show unless you have a certain amount of downloads or you rank certain places. So thank you for that. It has allowed us to get uh, Barbara Corcoran and Robert Kiyosaki and some of these other great guests. Okay, so I got one from a Pablo Sells, Arizona. Pat hits a home run with every podcast. He has perfected the knack of interviewing the stars of real estate, the diversity in his guests brings a ton of gold nuggets, ideas, processes, and motivation for any real estate agent. As a devout podcast listener, Pat Hyben is at the top, and his rock stars always deliver great insight. Don't stop rocking. Thank you, Pablo. I got uh, Calvin Pringles from Tampa Bay, currently trying to obtain as much knowledge as possible. I am at the beginning of my real estate career. Your podcasts are providing everything, and I'm learning so much. 
about real estate. Looking forward to meeting you in the future. Thank you, Calvin. Real estate polyphony star. I don't even know what that is, but I think it's good. And the radio is off and Hyben is on, right on. Thank you for you and your guests for giving back so much. Every episode has taught me so much as a new agent. I can't thank you enough. Rocking it, Vic Campbell or VC Campbell. Amazing insight to the world of real estate. I can take several gold nuggets from each podcast and implement into my own strategy. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Vince. Thank you for all you do, Pat. Lance Gordon. I feel like I've been doing this for years, even though I first started. Thanks to the vast knowledge I'm gaining from listening to your guests. I've learned great scripts, creative marketing, and I've successfully implemented them all. I've gained knowledge on other real estate topics, such as the lending industry, flipping, buy and holds, and so much more. I listen to every episode, even if the description doesn't pertain to my job as a rookie real estate agent. Thank you. Superb interviews with great content. Smiling Vinny. Pat, thanks for bringing excellent information and content in your podcast. You are helping followers greatly. Keep up the great work, Vinny Chopra. Pat is the man. Dwayne Del Pleach. Down to earth dude. I like that. Down to earth dude. Love how he deep dives into everyone's business. Keep rocking it. Pat, team leader K-Brett. Team leader K-Brett, Kevin Blaine. Pat is amazing. Great podcast. And a guy that not only knows real estate, but also rocked it in real estate as an agent himself. Great host, William H. 1987. Pat is clearly a very knowledgeable and well-versed host. He treats his guests with respect and gets the best details from the real estate agents. Keep it up, William H. Hey, this is awesome. This is great, man. And by the way, all these are five stars, which I appreciate. Listen, even if you want to come on here and give me a one star and just say, you know, whatever, Pat's too casual or whatever, you know, do it. I need reviews. I need the, the more the better. We need to get up over 200. So some of our competitors are way up there and i just need your help thank you so much if you feel like you're getting something that you're using and it's helping you make commissions and become a better real estate agent please take a minute today reach out get on itunes get on stitcher give me a review thanks guys let's get to rocking we got a great guest today let's hit it hard Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today coming out of Newport Beach, California. Mike Shapiro is on the line, and you know, Mike is the chairman and chief executive officer over at Home Sotheby's International Realty. They have over 400 agents doing about $2.5 billion in volume now, and uh, a really changing the landscape with how luxury real estate is done in, in a very short period of time. And he has a very interesting story, actually a couple stories to share. So I'm excited today to get him on the show. So without further ado, Mike, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. 
Thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate you having me on your show. It's a, it's a real honor. So thank you so much. Indeed. So why don't you uh, give everybody a little bio on yourself, Mike, so they can get to know you better. All right. Well, I don't want to bore everybody because everyone tells me I'm too long-winded. And once you get me started, you know, I surely have somebody with a hook to pull me off nah, stage. I don't but, mind cutting people off. Trust me. So, <laughs> so please do me a favor. You can cut me off at any time. All right. No problem. I entered the um, real estate business in a, a sort of a funny way. I um, ended up in Newport Beach. as a, It was a second home. And then my wife got very sick. She had cancer. And she ended up... Uh, her life was saved here in Newport. She wanted to move. And so we moved to Newport and made it our home. And I think when you're um, facing mortality at such a young age, at age 39, you kind of change your perception. Mm. Of, and we kind of retired a little early in life. And I went crazy. So I um, wanted to do something. And uh, so to make a long story even shorter here, let's make it shorter. I invested in a real estate company that was um, failing. Um, it looked like an interesting project, and this would have been in March 2008. Now, my experience as a trader, I obviously like to pick up things at the bottom, and um, clearly I almost hit the bottom. We all know September 2008 was the um, failure of Lehman, which is probably the bottom of the market. So when I first got here, um, it was just called Home Group. Um, they were essentially bankrupt. I recapitalized the company, came in every day. Did you, buy, did you get it for free or – um, well, probably close to free. I mean, although I, it wasn't free because like book value, I, I, maybe. Or? Yeah, free as far as a stock purchase, but I ended up having to put millions into it. Right, after right, started. okay. So but you just kind of took it over, so it didn't I look took it bad. Over, right? Didn't know what I was doing, so I had the luxury of two thousand and eight. So I used to make jokes when I came in here because there was obviously no real estate selling. I used to say, "Do we have enough power? We can put in like tanning beds or have like yogurt or something else." Like there was like no closings or anything. So. It was a. It was a. Uh, how a many agents were left at that time? How many agents were there, Mike? There were thirty-six agents. Okay, okay. So you took it from thirty-six agents, uh, basically with very little, no volume, to four hundred agents, two and a half billion. So let's talk about how. Right? What'd you do? Well, what I did was I looked at um, the markets differently. I mean, because I had no experience, and sometimes ignorance is, is bliss, as they say. And I um, saw something interesting about this luxury market, which we started in Newport, which was that people were um, looking at their houses as assets. They weren't just um, shelter because of the expense of it. So what I noticed was there's a correlation where the people were looking at the real estate ads and it was almost like they were looking at the stock pages and, and a, sort of appraising or praising, excuse me, their net worth. So what I did was I utilized that knowledge because I was a trader before and I started marketing accordingly and trying to make us look more, less like a, a, a brokerage firm, like a Coldwell Banker or you know Century 21 or whatever, and more like something like Merrill Lynch or Goldman Sachs. So that's what I was trying to do because I thought people were really looking at their houses as assets. And I was correct in my assumption and, and marketing that, that way, marketing as a more professional. And so it started growing from there to okay. make it. Okay, so in. give me some exacts. Like how does somebody do that? How do, you, how do you take a real estate company and market it as a financial firm? Well, it's about giving your agents knowledge about, you know, the asset class. I call my agents underwriters. I constantly give, um, you know, lectures on that, you know, yes, 
your job here really is to protect the asset of your clients. You need to keep them informed of everything that's going on inside the marketplace because it's so important to them and so much part of their net worth. So we try to give them tools constantly to show that those analytics and constantly try to give them information so that when they go in for a listing appointment, they're not just talking about, I mean, marketing is obviously critical and we, we have all those assets to do that. And Sotheby's is obviously critical with that as well. But, you know, they have more information to work with to show um, their ability to underwrite. Ultimately, how do you sell a house at, at a certain price? And that's an agent's ability to prove a pricing structure and try to make it more of a science rather than an art form. I always say that housing is sort of an outlier industry in a lot of ways because, you know, people, um, sellers always want to get the high comp and buyers always want to get the low comp. And there's reasons behind the high comp and the low comp and then nobody ever ignores that. And, and so we try to teach them, you know, what does that mean? Why did that high comp uh, happen? Did somebody just sell their company for $100 million or subsequently they didn't care. Some money was like, it was meaningful to them, but it was meaningless at the time they bought it. They didn't want to go through the negotiation process. Mm. Why does the low comp happen? There's distress. You know, I always make jokes that didn't smell right in the house, you know, various things like that. So people need to be, you know, more knowledgeable. It isn't just walk in sort of an automaton and just saying, you know, we're going to do the following things. Like we just released the study recently and I noticed in our highest, you know, from a trading background, I noticed in our that our uh, highest marketplace in terms of the most luxury part of our marketplace was really working in tandem with the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which technically in the United States is a compilation of the 30 top stocks or industrials. Um, in, and so I noticed that there was a correlation. So we hired an economist um, in the last six months and we've been doing studies on, we found that there was a 95% confidence interval, which means within two standard devi deviations. In other words, there was significant confidence in what the Dow Jones Industrial Average was doing to our, um, our marketplace. Obviously, there's a lag time. So this is interesting information. We did this whole study and we sent it to our agents. I lectured on it and they sent it to their clients. So I'm doing stuff that I did as a trader. Like, you know, when you're trading, uh, you know, as a stock option trader, I was looking at other markets to see what was going to happen to my specific stock that I was trading or selling options on. So I'm showing things like that. And like if, if we went further off the water, you know, the S&P was more uh, correlative. And if mm. we went in, like CPI was more of a correlation. In other words, like areas where luxury markets are not uh, as common, like, right. Chicago, you know, like. Right. Chicago, more more standard know. prices. Right. Right. It's really almost reflective of inflationary pressure or, you know, then there are other there are other aberrations. I, you know, many people say there are like seven luxury markets that are really behaving like ours, which is really just almost like people are buying almost like stocks. That would be Southern California, Northern California. There's obvious areas like, you know, the Silicon Valley and San Francisco and Southern California, like Beverly Hills and the West Side. and Seven and areas in California. No, seven areas nationally. I was like, well, that's one northern, southern California. Oh, okay. What are, what are the other six? I think that Aspen behaves like this. I think that there's a part of Dallas that behaves like this. New York City, Manhattan behaves a similar fashion to this. Um, the South Florida markets behave similar to this. And then I think, how many did I get there? There's one more, I think. <laughs> Maybe there's two in California. Yeah, well, there are two in California. Excuse me, there's the Northern California and Southern California. So, and so, I, and when you say behaves like this, you just mean that the the price appreciation has been above 
the peak for quite some time, right? Yes. In other words, yes. And also it is correlating to other asset classes. So it's correlating. Which are also above the peak. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like these are markets that are correlating to other markets. And I think no one really looks at it that way. And so what it gives me as a tool to know, like if there is news that happens um, that is affecting the stock market, I will know within 30 or 45 days or even 60 days, like there's going to be behavioral patterns that are shifting, which is interesting to transfer to your clients. So, you know, as we know, buyers are instantaneously reactive to um, changes in the marketplace. I mean, they're they're amazingly market-driven. So if something happens with taxes or something happens in a political situation, they basically change their perception of, 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 the, uh, of the, the game. Secondarily, sellers don't react at all. They're still stuck in, you know, what happened as the high point. So if they're, you can- Yeah, they're so slow to react. Last time when it crashed... That was the most excruciating thing ever, that, that year and a half, two years, where the sellers were just would not admit, you know, that their house is worth less. Right, exactly. A little easier with the stock market, because it is what it is. It's posted out there for everybody to see, uh, and every pundit on television is talking about it. But with the housing market, you know, it's such a slower process, and um, the only way for them to really be informed as to, hey, your house is worth less, is through a real estate agent. That's correct. So ultimately, a real estate agent in these luxury markets, I always say, is an underwriter. They are responsible for the most important asset to most people's lives, and for the most part. And so they should be monitoring what's happening with the price. And also, if they have all this additional knowledge, they're able to translate that to their sellers. And ultimately, that is what creates the transaction when the sellers and buyers are on in, in tandem. So when we have yeah. these tremendous upheavals there's changes in behavior so something newsworthy or something happens or you know i mean god forbid there's something that happens with north korea it will be instantaneously reactive to the buyers even though the sellers are going to move their pricing and everyone will react or get scared or not do anything you can see these patterns throughout history so i mean that's simple as that Podcasts Nation. Boy, listen, the emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500. Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads in the world, I would say, were on, and it was a phenomenal show. They have a class on Rebus University, they have three classes. That are being offered at 195 bucks each. The Certified Outbound Lead Specialist, Certified Inbound Lead Specialist, and the Certified ISA Manager course. All with a ton of videos, a ton of tests, and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for 100 people only. 100 people only were giving a bundle, and in that bundle, you're going to get all three, and you get them all three for 495 bucks, or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut. Avoid all the mistakes. You know, the right way to do it from the beginning, right out of the gate, turnkey and easy, improve your lead conversion, improve your ROI, more commission dollars. I mean, just get the roadmap from proven experts. Your return on investment... Of 495 bucks is tenfold 
just from one sale, maybe 20 fold just from one sale. I mean, the cost of this course has a massive return on investment, a massive one. Look at the five-star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses, and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap. We make courses that are phenomenal, and these are some of the best. We have a 100% money-back guarantee, and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk. They don't just teach it. They're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500, they offered their emails to the world. And I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it 100 people for the bundle. We'll close it after 100. And anybody that gets the bundle... We'll give them out your emails. So that's what we're going to do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're going to get their private emails. So you can email them questions you have as you go along or just email them and say hello. And that will be only for the first 100 people that jump on this. One way to get it, and that's just the text bundle. Text bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E to 444-999. Just text bundle to 444-999. Get the ISA manager course, the outbound lead, and the inbound lead course all in one. This one is one of the best. Trust me. That's bundle. (laughs) That's bundle to 444-999. Text the word bundle now. So, Mike, what what is hot right now in the luxury market? What is selling really well? And I don't mean a price range of home. I mean, like, a features in a home. Elevators. People want elevators. Mm. We're older. Everybody wants to know about how are we moving around the house. It is really funny. We're, we're obviously, you know, I'm... 54 years old, so I, you know, I always love to say that's the new 30, right? But and people are very active <laughs> in their 50s or 60s yeah. or 70s, but they do look at like what's going to happen in my future, and so they're mostly interested in ease of use. Hmm. And it is interesting to watch. I mean, what people are looking at. So yes, elevators. I, I, what else? Um, other things are, um, I think, amenities. How how closer to the water? Amenities are still looking at. Weirdly enough, even though if they don't have children, uh, children of um, school age, they're looking at school systems. People want to be close you, to things, right? Like they want they want to be able to walk to the supermarket, bars, restaurants, right? Even I, if it's just one or two nearby, they like that. We live in an area where um, you know it's water based, and so there's a Newport Harbor, which most people don't know is the largest um, private harbor in the nation. What I mean by private, there's no commercial behavior. So there are 10,000 registered boats in Newport Harbor. So another critical thing for us here are these like boats and boat docks and, you know, how do I fit my boat in or, you know, what, what is the depth? Um, and, and another, um, part of is new. I mean, you know, this is a, people want new construction and I don't think that's anything. I think it's probably common everywhere, but I think there's like, are you, are you seeing, I had an economist on earlier today that was saying that the, the, you know, housing starts for new homes are, are way down. It's certainly not what they, what they should be per transaction as they have been in the past. I mean, are you seeing a lot of new construction there? 
I see we'll re yeah we see new construction here, but we don't really see, we see it as like um, rehabbing or people tearing down homes that like these luxury markets people are tearing down homes that may, many people would mm. consider like outstanding. Like I mean, just in you know our, recently somebody tore down a five year old house. I mean you know you see these things in like <laughs> Beverly Hills, Newport Beach. That was an eleven million dollar house. It was only five years old, and now they tore it down, and now they're pouring another seven million into the construction. So you see, like, sort of behavior like that with um, that type of wealth. So I, I mean, this is an <laughs> extremely unusual market, and sometimes you know you have to check yourself uh, at the door, realizing like seeing some of these transactions, just like, oh my god, look at the size of that and what these people are doing. So yeah, it is it is fascinating. You think it'll continue? You know. Like every time you talk to a real estate professional, it's going to continue forever. <laughs> um, I think that there are ebbs and flows within the framework of every market. I do think, I do not, I believe that the 2008 crisis was the bottom. I kind of believe in some a quote that came out of U.S. Trust, which manages a lot of wealth nationally, um, saying that housing, um, I think it was a Quinlan who was what, their chief economist, I think. Anyway, if I get that right, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, he talks of housing in 50-year cycles. So I think we're um, eight or nine years into a 50-year cycle. So, yeah, we'll see um, cycle changes. But, you know, people never look at, like, percentage up, percentage down. It always fascinates me. And I don't know why the media never looks at that. So, in other words, if our market dropped, you know, 35%, from the high to the low, how much does it take to go from that low to the high? It takes, you know, do you know what I'm saying by that? It takes 70%. No, yeah, absolutely. But the low, but the high is the new low. Like, um, okay, so I'll give you an example. Cause since it was still within the last decade, right. You know, there's areas of the country of guests that I've had that are not at their peak level. They're not at 2005, levels right. 2006 levels and there's other areas that are 150 percent of 2006 2007 levels where, where would you say you are you know that's that's an interesting question i think we are above those levels i think the peak was here was 2000 late 2006 if i have it correct but some of the so um, if you bought a house in 2006 can you sell it for more than you paid yes for sure okay for so sure. you're above 100 percent then yes how much more do you think well, depending on the area, is three percent roughly. Oh, so 4%. you're you're just there. You're not even there. Yeah, yeah. you're like you're basically you're you're finally able to not short sell it if you paid at at, at in two thousand six two thousand. Yeah, end of two thousand six. Yeah. I don't want to mislead anyone because there's been a lot of transactional volume. So a lot of people bought at the bottom, and so they've made those uh, those corrections or you know significant amount of money. So it's hard to say exactly, but that would be from the you know, the average price where we are above. So I don't, I don't think there's really an end. I like, I think, you know, my projection projection in our marketplace is about a three and a half to 4% increase this year. I certainly think will be inflation is what I think in our luxury markets. Yeah. But once again, there are changes in um, where we trade. So like, in other words, in the desert, um, that probably won't be behaving the same way. So of course, the, of course. Well, you and are, in San know, Francisco, San Diego, I know they're like 150, 160% of 2006. So, right, you know. Right. So, yeah, there's just different behaviors in different areas. And it's hard. It really is your proximity to the water, frankly. Mm, <laughs> it's really the driver. 
Interesting, interesting. Okay, so tell me about this reality show you guys are creating. So <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. I uh, have, have a lot of reality stars working here in past reality television, nothing to do with real estate. And I was coaching them, and I really enjoyed coaching them. They wanted to create careers and uh, utilizing their past um, celebrity. Because for a, lot, a large way, I do believe real estate agents – um, are celebrities in their own trade areas. Sure. And, you know, the more you're a celebrity in your own trade area, I'm using that. In a no, absolutely. You're a local celebrity. Right. And so I kind of saw that correlation. I'm like, you know, why don't we utilize this and, and try to help you? And so it's been successful. So there's um, uh, somebody picked up on the idea and said, let's produce a show called Reality Estates. And so we have these reality <laughs> stars that I'm coaching and creating real estate agents out of. So I didn't really want drama out of it. There's probably going to be a little bit of drama. Yeah, then it won't get picked up, right? Right. I mean, it's all BS, right? I mean, like how much of it, you know, know, I've had several people on the show in reality TV and, and, uh, you know, when pushed, at the end of the day, it's it's really scripted television, right? I mean, I mean... uh, No, we're not doing that. It's more in the light of like a shark tank, like we want more of a... A reality of like trying to be successful what's happening the drama happens within the framework of the deal not necessarily we're not creating drama so how's it work so you get you get these people what are they like on real housewives beverly hills and the yeah, bachelor they, and the bachelorette like, i have two guys like from the laguna beach high school show laguna what was it hills i can't even remember the name so um i have one gentleman um, uh, who was his name? His his name um, is uh, Jesse. Is uh, Mr. Spectacular his handle? And he was on Big Brother, so you can okay. look him up. I have. Who else do I have on that show? I, I think I can't read. Uh, someone's sitting next to me, right? No, don't worry about it. Yeah. So you got you got anyway, a bunch of people that I'm working with that are um, past reality stars. And yeah, then you're training them, you're getting them real estate license. And then how is it like Shark Tank? You're like you're bringing them deals and having them analyze the deals or No, we're going through the process of becoming a realtor. Then we're going through the process of like going on a listing appointment and going on listing appointments with them. Then we're going through the process of marketing. Then we're going through the process of what happens, you know, um, during the drama of a deal. Then we're going in and there's part of their lifestyle and you know, creating those correlations. And um, also, obviously, there's a trend towards uh, building a team, um, you know, nationally. You probably interviewed a bunch of people in regard to that. So um, a lot of them, I'm trying to help build them a team or, you know, how do you become successful in this business? So it's it's like a coaching, and it's working. You know, I have one uh, young man who was on this Laguna Beach High School team. He's, like, done, he's been in the business six months. He's already done $10 million in business. So Nice. Super successful, and I'm really proud of it. And honestly, I get, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, so altruistic, but I get my most joy in this business out of helping and seeing people realize their, their dreams and goals. And well, uh, well, here's the thing, you know, those shows make people famous but not rich. And if there's a way you can make them famous and rich, uh, it's huge. Like, you know, and this has been done before. There's the there's the one girl that was on the Trump show that won the Trump show that's in a, a big real estate agent at her own company. But anyways, it's fast, I'm sure it's fascinating to watch. The key is they got to strike while they're hot. You know, they got to build from a success up immediately. Because if you wait four years in reality TV, nobody remembers you. 
So, you know, if you're, you got to come out of there and, and, you know, ha- you still have fans on all your social media and you still have, you know, tons of people who know you for that. And I, I could see how, you know, you can start on third base because, because, you know, it's always like, oh, guess what? You guess who my realtor well, I, is, you know? Like I have like a reality star that actually is an agent here, like Tarek El Musso, who's on the Flip or Flop show. So obviously he's all over every People magazine everywhere. And he's actually a close friend of mine. So Okay, so because um, on the show that he has his own company. Right, he has his own companies, but he is a real estate agent here. I mean, he hangs his license here um, to pursue the luxury market. So he's utilizing his fame and celebrity, and he's also a great guy. He's a great realtor to build a team here to um, sell real estate. So um, you know, I'd, I'd love to have him on the show that I'm doing. Obviously, it would be great, but you know, he's with an exclusive with um, uh, HGTV. So anyway. Yeah, very fun, man. That's some fun stuff. So what are your predictions for the luxury market as far as if there's an agent listening, right? Let's, let me rephrase the question. If there's an agent listening that's not in the luxury market that wants to get in the luxury market, what do you recommend? I always say that like people um, have, and this is going to sound funny, people have an inner genius. Like I coach differently than anybody else, all these other coaches you have. Everyone has like sort of systems to coach. I always say that people respond ultimately to the individual. It's not a, you know what I mean? And so like you have to be completely linear in your approach to your business. So what your marketing looks like, what you say, how you act has to be the same person that shows up at the door when they have a listing appointment. Mm. So I think that what I say to somebody who says, I want to enter the luxury market, I say, well, let's do this. Like, what's your inner genius? What's made you successful before? And let's enhance that because ultimately, how is somebody going to respond to you? Like, how have you been successful in the past making friends? How have you been successful in the past in business? How? And I always say that, like, I when I look at realtors, if I uh, interview realtors, and I think, I always look at them and say, you know, if they have any kind of charismatic quality, and charisma comes in so many different ways. There's charisma from somebody who's like, you know, like probably me, who runs around yelling and screaming and like, you know, they got flares in my hands or whatever. There, there's a charisma. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, some people are so beautiful, which would not be me. You, they're just, you just look at them. And so there's a charismatic quality. I always say there's like the silent charisma that somebody like, you know, that person is always, you know, always ends up going back to high school or the club owner. Like, why does everybody want to be their friend? Or like, sort of, I call the velvet rope charisma. Like, I want to be your friend. And you can never figure out why. So yeah. I try to enhance, you know, what they're doing. And then then we look at, like, I want to go to the luxury market. Then you have to say, like, identify what is the luxury market in each, every area in the country. I don't care what the price point has a luxury area. And then you need to know, like, what is responsive to that specific luxury market. Like, what are these people doing? Where are they eating? What are they saying? What are they doing for, um, you know, their entertainment? What are they doing for their sports? And then you need to start to understand that and do those things and being able to relate to those people. And that's really as simple as that. You cannot, as they say, and I mean, to sound like a cliche, stick a, a round peg into a square hole. I mean, mm, people- fine. I like that word inner genius. I mean, and, and just, you know, work with it and build, you know, build from a success up, you know, build from your inner genius up. Don't try to build, you know, in some area that you lack, right? Don't like, that's what bothers me about like, you know, this whole concept. It's not, Part, you know, I don't want to swear on your show, but it's not throwing something against the wall. Like you don't want to want a one or two percent 
return on your investment, which is a lot of these ideas, you want a 50% return on your investment. Like, what are these people doing? Push out who you are, ultimately, that's how business is getting done. And then when you show up, it's not only that they need to like your personality, you better be, you know, really professional. You better have knowledge. Like, this is blows my mind. It's not only about being a celebrity in your area, but it's also about being able to be an outstanding underwriter. Do you know your work? Do you know what you're doing? Do you understand the comps? Do you know? The, these things are critical. So the, the level of professionalism, and I think that's a trend nationally, regardless of what marketplace you are. Um, I think is is really what's happening. I mean, if you notice, it's like you know, it's like oh, usually the eighty twenty rule. I think if uh, I looks to me nationally, it's like a ten ninety rule. And who's who are agents being successful? Those are the ones understanding and are dialed in on every level. They're dialed in on their ability to understand how to market. They're dialed in their ability to understand what their personality, how they're relating. They're understanding. The market. I mean, there's just you have to be. And that's why you got. Yeah, and that's why you guys are sending out the, the the reports and constantly doing research and you know just making agents look smarter and smarter and more and more you know dialed in, right? Because that's a type the luxury person you know is used to looking at reports and deals and spreadsheets and and things like that. The the luxury homeowner. So it makes. Makes yeah. a heck of a lot of sense. Well, Mike, this has been awesome, buddy. Listen, if I'm ever in Newport Beach area, I'll, I'll definitely look you up or, or that vicinity. And I'm going to put all of Mike's information on hybendigital.com backslash Mike Shapiro. Hybendigital.com backslash Mike Shapiro. Hey, Mike, uh, best of luck to you in all your future endeavors. And I uh, hope to have you back on the show in the near future. I would absolutely love to. And I'd love to meet you in person. So anytime. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also... Don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.